Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 232 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we begin our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 89 uh, to 92, I believe. Uh, just took that off the top of my head, yes. Uh, and it's in the week of August the 16th to August the 22nd. Uh, and today we're going to begin with the background and context for Doctrine and Covenants section 89. Many of you will know that this is obviously the revelation on the word of wisdom. Or I should say a word of wisdom that was given to the saints uh, at, at this time. Uh, and there is a lot of background uh, to this, a lot of detail. This revelation that was given on the 27th of February, 1833, um, has a lot of uh, information around it, not just about what was happening in the church, but happening just generally in society as well, around these uh, particular substances that are talked about in the Word of Wisdom, uh, as well as um, kind of what views were on the other things we learn about in the Word of Wisdom, such as grains and meat and so on. So I'm going to limit myself to one episode where we just focus on the background and context. I could easily have taken two or three episodes on that, uh, but I want to actually have the majority of the time, as we always do, in the actual scriptures themselves. I may draw back on the revelations in context or the Joseph Smith papers analysis or the, or the saints' um, entries of, of this revelation, uh, during the scriptures as we go through them over the next couple of days. But we also have three other sections to go through, sections 90, 91 and 92. And whilst they perhaps are not as, um, I wouldn't say interesting, but have as much detail or uh, background to them, uh, there is a couple of things in there I particularly want to share with you, including about the Apocrypha as well. So there's a lot to go through. So we'll do a few days on the Word of Wisdom and then we'll see how we get on. So I'm going to mainly draw from the revelations in context uh, information about this. Um, as we know, uh, the, the kind of origin of where this revelation was received was around the, the school of the prophets. Uh, it says, quote, every morning after breakfast, the men met in the school to hear instruction from Joseph Smith. The room was very small and about 25 elders packed the space. The first thing they did after sitting down was to light a pipe and begin to talk of the great things of the kingdom and puff away. Brigham Young recounted. The clouds of smoke were so thick the men could hardly even see Joseph through the haze. Once the posts were smoked out, they were then put in a chew on one side and perhaps on both sides, and then it was all over the floor. In this dingy setting, Joseph Smith attempted to teach the men how they and their converts would become holy without spot and worthy in the presence of, of the presence of God. Close quote. So you can see here kind of just the ir irony of this scene. You know, these individuals talking about the great things of the kingdom and yet, you know, making the floor filthy, uh, the, the room being you know, not able to be even seen properly in because of the amount of smoke and just the, the, the feeling it would have had in there. Uh, and actually, you know, it was not, and we obviously know that it was brought on initially by this idea of use of tobacco. And what's interesting here is that, you know, this was a very normal practice. For us today, we would shudder at being in that room, many of us, I'm sure, but in that day, it wasn't as seen as an issue, as a health issue at all. And actually, it was um, something that a lot of people did. It was more around kind of 1900s that um, this was um, started to be uh, not as acceptable in public society as such. Um, but um, at this time, it wasn't such a concern. However, uh, we, we do know that one of the reasons why we have the Word of Wisdom was because... Um, at, 
Joseph's wife, Emma Smith, was cleaning the room after the brethren used it. Uh, and she pointed this out to Joseph. Now, I think sometimes we think, oh, you know, it's just Emma making a complaint to the prophet. And then he goes and receives his revelation. But actually, there may have been a complaint, but it was more an issue of being able to make the room right for this school of the prophets. It continues in Revelations in Context, quote, She may have complained of being asked to perform this thankless task, but there was also a more practical consideration. She could not make the floor look decent, Brigham Young recalls, recalled. The stains were impossible to get out. The whole situation seemed less than ideal for those who were called of God as these elders were, especially when we remember when, that the room with a filthy floor was Joseph's translation room, the same place where he received revelations in the name of God, close quote. So, it is something which is not just perhaps Emma's, un, you know, distaste of the task, but actually she wanted to make the task right and good, but it was just impossible with the amount of tobacco uh, all over the floor, the stains that were impossible to get out. And so that was something that um, was one of the main issues. But of course, as we know, uh, with the word of wisdom, we have the tobacco side of things, but there was also other discussions going on about at that time about other things such as strong drinks. Um, Revelations in Context continues to go on to talk about this, about how um, strong drinks uh, were being used at that time. Now, we should remember that when the Revelation, and we'll talk about this a bit later, perhaps when we actually dive into the words itself, um, alcohol was consumed at virtually every meal, it says in Revelations in Context. And it goes on to say, quote, in part because of the unpurified water at the, at the time, which was so unhealthy, home-brewed beer was a favourite. And after 1700, British-American colonists drank fermented peach juice, hard apple cider and rum, either imported from the West Indies or distilled from molasses made there. Close quote. Um, the, the use of alcohol was, was mainly there because people did not have as much healthy things to drink. Water was not as clean and as pure as it can be made today. Uh, and so the use of alcohol in this setting was partially to, to avoid um, illness and things like that. Um, however, you know, by the 1830s, um, the, the use of alcohol had increased dramatically again. It says, quote, American consumption of distilled spirits climbed precipitously from two and a half gallons a person in 1790 to seven gallons in 1830, the highest amount of any time in American history and a figure three times today con today's consumption rate, close quote. So they were using alcohol much more than, than we were to, we are today, which, you know, you may think is pretty incredible to hear. Um but even so, there were some discussions at this time about needing to try and avoid uh, the use of alcohol by other play other individuals uh, and other groups and organisations. Uh, and it was becoming more and more prevalent that perhaps this was something which was to be avoided rather than, you know, having the amount that was being had at the time. I won't go into a discussion about what strong drink means, because actually... The, re the reason that the word strong drink is used is perhaps for another reason, uh, which we'll talk about as we go into the section. Um, but it's suffice it to say that for us today, a strong drink is an, an alcoholic drink. Um, and then, of course, we have the discussion on hot drinks, which, again, is uh, another whole uh, discussion that was going on at the time uh, about what a hot drink was, what it meant for those saints, uh, what the practice was afterwards and what it means for us today. Firstly, in America... 
um, tea was not really drunk very often uh, because it was seen as unpatriotic and very British and it fell out of favour. And coffee was very much the drink of a drink that a lot of people turned to as well. Uh, it says in Revelations in context, quote, by 1833, coffee had entered largely into the daily consumption of almost every family, rich and poor. The Baltimore American called it among the necessities of life, close quote. Um, however, uh, as Revelations in context says, quote, the word of wisdom rejected the, the idea of a substitute for alcohol. Hot drinks, which Latter-day Saints understood to mean coffee and tea, are not for the body or belly, the Revelation explained. Instead, the Revelation encouraged the consumption of basic staples of the kind that sustained life for millennia, close quote. Um, of course, you know, there are a number of things that uh, tell us why this Revelation has been given. We talk about the health benefits. We talk about how, you know, Joseph Smith lived in a time where knowledge of how tobacco and all just the, the health risks that come with all of these things um, are an issue for us. Obviously, we know that they were not as aware of that, of that at the time. Um, but as we go through this uh, word of wisdom over the next couple of days or so, uh, hopefully we will learn. Obviously, we know what the clear-cut things are as to what we are to do as Latter-day Saints in today's world and how we should live that word of wisdom. Uh, what is interesting to note as well is how the word of wisdom was not a commandment as such for worthiness to begin with. For a long, long time, um, members of the church were allowed to partake in these substances. However, they were encouraged not to. And it was seen as something that they should try and, try and get rid of and avoid over time. But probably not to the level where we today, you know, say it is a commandment and we need to do that to be able to enter the temple. That came later on in, in, the, in the early 1900s. Um, but the reason that it didn't come straight away is because for the reason that it says about being adapted to the weakest and, and the weakest of all who can, can or are called saints or paraphrase, paraphrasing what it says in, in the section, which we will read uh, tomorrow, uh, about how about how um, this is a very and this was a very generational and it had to happen over generations uh, change that the saints had to take on board and adapt over time lifelong habits of a huge society had to be uh, put into place uh, to the point where today of course it is in the, in the church a un it was un it's understood as what we are or we are required to do by the lord um but we'll go into more detail on that as we go through those this section tomorrow thank you very much for listening today if you've enjoyed the study please continue to follow the podcast on the facebook group church of jesus christ study session with come follow me and uh, thank you for listening until we meet again.